Welcome to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where two best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And he is already finished with that freaking chew. <laughs> he is so... So I gave Rusty... We're in person today. Yes. Ooh, this is the first time I've seen your face. In a long time. Yeah. It's been at least a month, hasn't it? It's yeah. at least a month. Yeah. yeah at least. So Lacey came over and we did some eye mask. Yeah. And we ate yeah, some yeah. good Chinese food. We're going to do a face mask after. We're going to do a face mask after. I gave the dogs a little chew stick. We call them chewies from their bark box so they would behave and Rusty won't leave Lacey alone. So I gave him a chewy and 27 seconds later it was gone. So hopefully he behaves. He will. He's excited. He's oh, um, it's almost your birthday. Yes. Like yes. eight Next days. Weekend. Yeah. Next Sunday. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and give you your present now. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So we have your birthday dinner. Yes. And I'm going to give you your present. And I'll let you open it on the episode. I'm like so excited. <laughs> okay. So for those of you that can't see, it's in a James Avery bag. Is that what I think it is? Is that what I think it is? Is that what, what I think What do you think? It's not an anklet. A bracelet? Oh, it is. Oh, so pretty. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a charm bracelet with a book charm. And I did not get it engraved because I felt like that was very personal. Yeah. Because you can, like, engrave the pages. And I was like, well, I'll let you decide, like, what you want to do with that. Ooh, ooh, that's going to be hard. I know. I know. That's why I couldn't decide. It's going to be hard because so many good books, you know? What do you and we talk about James Avery charm bracelets all the time. And you have one from when you were a kid, but it's like a kid size. So I was like, well, you need an adult one. And it's like full. And you can get those charms put on there. Really? Yes. I might move some. Then. And they said if that is too big, they can take some links off. Just bring it in. Okay. I don't think it will be. It doesn't help. Yeah. Okay. You like it? I do like it. Thank you. Welcome. I felt like now I've got to get some more put on. You needed to be in the charm club. Oh, yeah. It's cute. Yeah. Yay. Happy birthday. Yay. I'm going to wear it all the time now. Oh, yeah. I usually, I have to force myself not to wear it when we record because, because of that of one episode yeah. where it was jingling so bad. And I don't think most people, like, notice, but it bothered the shit out of me. <laughs> <sighs> it was horrible. So, yeah. Now I'm just, like, no charms on the episodes. So. I'm good for now. Yeah. Can't hear it. She's got one charm, and there's nothing else to bang into it. But now I've got to get more. Mm-hmm. That's the fun thing, is, like, adding to it, and then mm-hmm. you can, like, people picking them out for you, and then when you look at it, you're like, oh, someone's mm-hmm. so about so you. Pretty. I'm glad yeah. you like it. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you. Well, what's your suck for the week? It's just been, like, a really long, really stressful week. Like, I felt like oh, I was just pushed to the max. Because mm, of work? Everything, because of work, because of everybody in the house, like, mm. just everything. Like, I barely had enough time to make a sandwich, like, ahead of time for my lunch this week. All week. Gosh. Like, we're so busy at work. Okay, I'm trying to think of the time of year. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Well, shit, I forgot to think of a suck. Um, hmm. My school load, I talked about this last episode, but it is just, this one professor... So, she has assigned, just this week, um, like, our normal reading and lecture, and then there's usually a quiz on that. 
So the reading is like 40 pages. Mm-hmm. Her lecture was over an hour long. Oh, my God. Which I'm super grateful for because some professors don't put a lecture on there. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for that because that is valuable information. Um, but her questions usually don't come from her lectures, so it's kind of They come from everywhere else, yeah. (laughs) So, and then we have to do a discussion board, which I have to watch a 50-minute documentary before I do that. And I have to do a paper on two different news sources. Oh, my goodness. Like a critique for one week. I have three other classes that I'm taking, and I work a full-time job, and I was trying to read this book. Oh. So, so my husband's out of town. And that's why I did not go with him because I was <laughs> Too supposed much to, to do. Yeah. At the last minute I was like, it's not worth the stress that I would put myself no. through to try to get all this done and then turn in like subpar work. No. So I did not get to go. Um, that's also kind of a suck is my husband's out of town, but it's also kind of a sweet. You get the whole bed to yourself. I get the whole bed to myself. And, um, but it is kind of lonely and quiet, yeah. but like I clean today and everything is still clean. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Because until I'm he comes home. Not the one that messes shit up. <laughs> until until he comes home. I just don't understand like how you can mess something just cleaning it up. It's a boys for you. <sighs> Most boys. Uh, I think it's all boys. I don't know. Some are probably good. Unless they're like in the military. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. Some are probably good. Uh, my dad okay, yeah, my dad's a clean freak. She's always been a clean freak. So I guess he's the one exception to that. Well, I say he's always been a clean freak. He makes everybody else clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Lacey wasn't even his child, and he would make her do shit. <laughs> we were like, hey, can we go to the movies? He was like, not until y'all do this. And I was like, damn, she don't even live here. But then again, he always gave us the money after. That is very, that is 100% true. We were compensated yeah. for He's like, time. okay, here's this. I'll take you to <laughs> Call me when you get out. Yeah. He's like... <laughs> He needs therapy for his OCD. It is <laughs> next level. Like, he'll see things that I don't see, and I'm like, dude. We had to, like, dust the shelves, like, every other day. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, most people dust, like, once a week, but nope. He will literally run his hands and fingers on stuff, and he's like, this is dirty. He'll go to other people's houses and do that. <laughs> I can see that. He'll be like, ugh. And then that's how he decides if he's going to eat something that you make or not. It's after he judges your cleanliness. Because there are people that, like, he that come to his, like, if he's having a gathering or something, you know, everyone brings something. There are people, and I'm the same way, I guess I get it from him, that I'm like, I will not eat anything that they bring. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I know what your kitchen looks like, and I'm not eating that. And he's the same, he's like, don't eat so-and-so's. There's Trust me on this. a guy we used to work with. Like, when, at one of my previous jobs. And we would do, like, a cookout every week. Yeah. Oh, that's But, nice. like, the bathroom, like, there was a one-stall bathroom, like, right next to where everybody works. So, you could hear, like, when people flushed him and they washed oh, their hands and everything. God. He never washed his he hands. He would never wash his hands. Oh, and I caught oh, it. Oh, I oh. caught it, like, at, at the second week. I was like, I'm no longer Ew. a part of this. And everybody's like, why, why, why? And I wouldn't tell them. I told one person after that. She's like, no, I'm done, too. So, <laughs> he would bring food? Yeah. But he would cook all of the food. Like, if you brought meat, he would cook it for you. And oh, I'm like, no. nope. Mm-mm. I'd be like, oh, I'll just cook my own meat. I one, of, one of my friends started helping him grill. Oh and I, so I would give it to him because I knew, <laughs> I knew he washed his hands. I'm like, can you please cook this for there me? There's a 100% <laughs> chance that that man caught COVID. Probably. You're, you're not even doing the basic thing you're supposed yeah, to be doing, probably. which is washing your hands. I knew we were mm-hmm. going to be fucked when we had to remind people to wash their hands. 
like when this pandemic started and they're like, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash it for two minutes or how, wait, how long are you supposed to wash your hands? At least 20 seconds. No, No, that's your teeth. You're supposed to brush for two minutes. (laughs) Two minutes. No, two minutes is for your hands too. Yeah, that's why I have no skin left on my hands. I think it's 30 seconds. It's like, it's, it's happy like birthday happy twice. twice. Yeah. So probably, I, probably yeah, 30 seconds. Yeah. Maybe a minute at top. Shit. I brushed my teeth for like five minutes. <laughs> I it too. I don't need gums left. I'm like, oh, mouthwash, mouthwash, brush. My father probably washes his hands for two minutes. Probably. Oh, that, that is one of his like, is the washing hands. He's like, you wash your hands before you eat and you wash your hands after you eat. You don't touch anything after you eat until you wash your hands because they're nasty from Because they're greasy. So, like, if we're eating and he's like, someone doesn't wash their hands immediately, he'll, like, call you out. <laughs> like, hey, why are you touching my table within 30 minutes? <laughs> I'm like, oh. And then Steve always tells me because I'll catch myself saying things like, I'm like, Steve, look at these crummies on the counter. Do you see this? And he's like, okay, Herman. <laughs> so Steve and my stepmom, when they get together, they, like, commiserate about living with two love parts. They're like, well, well, I guess wait till you hear else. What, what, what my Lockhart did this week. <laughs> Can I top mine? Uh, listen, cleanliness is next to godliness. <laughs> Just be clean. Although my house is a wreck, and I told Lacey when she's coming over today. It's not a wreck. I was like, this is not my house. It's not a wreck. I've got like laundry piled up on half of my couch right now. Um, there are things hidden that you cannot see. <laughs> One I'm sure because I do the same thing. My laundry. In the laundry. <laughs> I like push it all in my closet, yeah. close the door. Okay. What's your sweet for the week? So my sweet is it's my birthday. Hey. I like cake. Ooh, yeah. But I ordered pie for my birthday this week. Yum! From where? It's this place in Royce City. It's called Sweet Face. I'm picking it up Saturday. I got a chocolate meringue pie and then Ooh. a chunky monkey, which is Ooh. a banana. Peanut butter. No, they had a peanut butter dream, but this is banana cream with like caramel and stuff on it. That sounds good. Yeah, I hope so. Have you tried this place before? Is yes. this the place you go for Thanksgiving? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yum. Yeah, and I got no chocolate chips on my pie this time because I don't want that. Why? I don't like it. <laughs> I want just my classic chocolate meringue. Just chocolate cream and meringue. I feel like <laughs> the chocolate chips would add, really add something. I thought so, but I don't. I didn't like it. Hmm. But I'm very old-fashioned with my pie. Okay. Interesting. So, that's funny that you ordered pie for your birthday because my dad loves pie. And, like, so I made him this cake last year that I, like, what is he doing? Looking for shoes? Yeah, he's looking for cake. So, I mean, I worked really hard on this cake, and I totally fucked it up, and I was crying. But my dad's like, it tastes good. That's all I care about. He's mm-hmm. like, but you know I like pie, so get me a pie. So, this year, I took two pies to his house. And my stepmom made a cake. And I was like, why would you make a cake? He doesn't even like cake. He's like, I wanted a spice cake. And I was like... You but bitch. you like pie. I was like, last year you were like, don't bring cake over here. Bring a pie over here. And this year you're like, I want a spice cake. <laughs> I had two pies that the, no one even touched. Aww. They're still in the freezer. Steve chopped them up and froze them because he likes to do like a cold, cold stone creamery and mix that shit up with ice cream on a marble slab. <laughs> Steve's extra. <laughs> He's like, it's the best fucking dessert I have ever <laughs> he like chops it up with this like chef's knife or some shit and you know how you know how like at marble slab they'll yeah. like pick whatever candy you want and then like chop it up with yeah. the thing and then like mix it in your eye that's what he does 
<laughs> you in here, him in here chopping. You're like, yes. what are you doing? <laughs> and then I got to clean the counter because it's sticky because he don't think any. Oh, girl, don't get me started. Well, it's kind of hard to top that sweet because it's not my birthday. It's okay. It will be again soon. <laughs> Actually, yeah. next is Christmas, so you know. Yeah. Are you doing anything fun for your birthday? No, just relaxing, eating my pie. I'll mm. probably order some Italian because I've really been craving it. Ooh, that's not what are you going to get? Oh, probably Maggiano's. Ooh, what are you going to get? Cheese ravioli. Interesting choice. Yeah. I figured you would have been like a parm chicken parm I girl. usually am, but I've eaten their cheese ravioli since I was like a kid, and it's so I think I've good. ever tried their cheese ravioli. It's so good because it's got the red sauce on it, but they also put like Alfredo on it a little bit, mm. so it's like the best. Dude, I don't think I've been to Maggiano's since I went with you as a oh, kid. I ever. love Maggiano's. Do they I have really? like a bread? Yes. Like, you know, Olive Garden has Yeah. Them. So, like, what is Marciano's at? It's just, I think it's, I don't remember if it's like a those little swirls. No, no. I think it's like a mixed basket, if I remember. That might be Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, Cheesecake but Factory does do a mixed basket. They do the oil and vinegar, or not oil, the oil and balsamic. Oh, in the dish? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is vinegar. Listen, still. Cheesecake Factory, you don't even need to do the mixed thing, because we only want that brown one. <laughs> what is that one? I think that's rye. That one is so freaking good with some, with some butter. Oh my Ooh. god, we go for Steve's with some birthday. honey butter. Ooh, mm. that sounds good. We go for Steve's birthday every year. That's where he always wants to go is Cheesecake Factory, and I'm like, I used to. I'm like, don't even put the white bread in there. I just want the bread. <laughs> no one eats the white bread. It's hard as fuck. Yeah. It's like you can bang it on the table. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So Margiano's haven't had it in a long time, but I feel like no one can beat Olive Garden because them breadsticks and that salad. Is where it's oh, at. Oh, that sounds good, but the just the pasta at Maggiano's. Really? Mm, yeah. It's better? Oh, it's so good. Olive Garden's pretty good. And when you're there, you're family. <laughs> and we're not getting paid right now. It's the same thing at Maggiano's. <laughs> you gotta look up this video. Oh, you're not on Facebook. I posted it on Facebook. Um, so, Jimmy Fallon takes Post Malone to Olive Garden, because apparently Olive Garden's his favorite. Yeah. And Jimmy Fallon's never been... And it is so, you've got to look it up. I'll have to look it up, yeah. It is so funny. And they're like, would you like a free wine sample? And Jimmy's like, it's free? And they're like, yeah. And then they're like, would you like some salad? And he's like, hey, Jimmy, this is free. And he's like, what do you pay for here? <laughs> and he's like, the breadsticks are free too. And Jimmy's like, this is amazing. It's so funny. You I bet you he goes it. there like every week now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because in New York, you probably have like yeah, you have way everything. better choices for Italian food. Yeah, but man, love that too. I love Olive Garden. Although, they got rid of my favorite dish. What? It was this fettuccine Alfredo with steak triangles in it. Oh. And now, they'll serve the fettuccine Alfredo on a side of, like, a steak. I'm like, I don't, I want it chopped up in my fettuccine. The same thing you do with chicken. Exactly. But they won't freaking do it, Lacey. It pisses me off. Hey, y'all need to be careful over there because there's a candle. They're fighting now. They're, now they're gonna. I told you they always wrestle after dinner. Ah! Oh, get it! First rule: don't talk about it. <laughs> um, my sweet for the week. Um, it's getting cooler. It is starting to get sort just of a little bit. Um, Monday's gonna be ninety-seven, but then it's gonna be like eighties the rest of the week. And when I say eighties, I mean like eighty-nine. But you can, like, finally put the sunroof down. Almost. Almost. At night. And then it's nice. So we're getting there. We're getting there. 
falls. It, it, it may not feel like fall, but it's fall, baby. We've got our yes. pumpkins out. I got my pumpkin The spice, leaves everything. are starting to turn. The leaves are starting to turn. I got a new coffee maker. Yes. I got an espresso. And if you are not for, so I went from a Keurig to an espresso. The espresso makes things like foamy. Like the way it goes through the machine, it like comes out like a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Girl. And then it also, that frother makes all the difference. Like with your cream or your milk. I feel like I'm working at Starbucks. <laughs> like I always, I'm a barista now. It was my lifelong <laughs> dream to work at Starbucks. I, I applied so many times and I couldn't even get an interview. But you know what? Fuck Starbucks. I'm making my own coffee now. I'm my own barista now. <laughs> and uh, Kelly at Booked Bandit has one, and she was telling me, like, different things. So we've been, like, talking about recipe. Like, and then I posted it, and everyone's like, oh, my God, I have one, too. This is what I do. And they have, like, 15 different syrups and stuff to decide yes. on. <laughs> yes. I'm getting into that and just trying different things. I'm an iced coffee girl. Me, too. So I got to, like, make my coffee and then let it sit in the Me fridge too. for a while before I can drink it. I usually, like, make... Because we've got a Keurig, and we've got the individual But you cup have a very we, fancy Keurig. Yes, I pay for it. You yeah. can also make a pot yeah. or a cup. And that's what I do. I make a pot. I make, like, six cups at a time, and then I'll mix. I'll, like, ice it and then pour my coffee, and then whatever's left over, I just pour in a different container and put it in the fridge for later. So it works out. Okay. The last episode, or the other day when I got the coffee maker, I texted you a question, and you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm not a coffee person. Yeah. And I'm like, you make you drink coffee not every, day. every day. No, I don't drink it every day. Oh. Because I don't want to get addicted to it, plus the sugar and extra calories, and I'm not that tolerant to dairy, so. It's like, if I'm really tired. Gotcha, okay. So I made one, like, this week. <laughs> you, so you bought those keto syrups when we were shopping that time, Yeah. we bought the plants. Have you tried those? Are they good? I've tried a couple, and they're, not that good. they're really, like, artificial tasting. Like, I got a raspberry lemonade to, like, mix with some sugar-free Sprite or something, mm-hmm. and it tasted like really fake raspberry candy. Like, you oh. couldn't even taste the lemon in it. And I was like, this is kind of not good. But there might be some flavors that are, and I just haven't yeah. found them yet. I've gotten some sugar-free at Starbucks. Like, when I was ordering a drink, I got, like, a blonde macchiata mm. with sugar-free, like, vanilla. And it wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely tell a difference. Oh, yeah. Just but like, it's really bad. I don't like sugar-free creamer because it tastes like crap. Okay, I haven't tried that yet. But I ha- I do have this mix that I got at Starbucks that's oat milk and almond milk. Yeah, I've seen those. And it's really good. It's not bad at all. I've seen those. I need to try that. Yeah, try it. Because, I mean, it's like way less calorie. But then, of course, I put like half a cup of coke. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't drink coffee all the time because it's so many calories extra to my... The way I, I like, like it, sugar and yeah, cream, it's too yeah. Much. <laughs> it's too much. And then like half a cup of caramel drizzle on top. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> <freaking> good. <laughs> I mean, it's just not coffee without all that. No, tea. so it's not coffee unless it's sweet. And then Steve be drinking his coffee black, and I'm like, that's nasty. How? It's, he said he was really poor, oh, okay. and he just got used to it because yeah. it's like at work. Yeah, there's like free coffee. And no, like, cream, so he's like, I just got used to it, and now I like it. And I'm like, Whoa. I mean, he could have gone to Bucky's. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is probably back creamer? when they didn't have any Bucky's, but they have a huge coffee bar. Oh, they do? I, kn- I didn't notice it until I went to Hot Springs and came back. Yeah, they've got a whole setup. Like, they've got different kinds of creamers opened, like, in this little fr- refrigeration oh, section nice. where the coffee is, and then they have all kinds of, like, different syrup pumps and they everything. They have syrup pumps? Yes. Oh, no, Bucky's got it going on. Um, we dog sat for my mom two weeks ago. 
and she lives very close to a Bucky's, and so we like house that. And so we were like, hey, let's just go to Bucky's for dinner. Fifty dollars later, because <laughs> you know you got to get a fucking shirt, you yeah. got to get candy, you got to get all that stupid shit. Yeah, <laughs> but it was very good. But the dinner's so cheap. I got like. A melt, which is like four dollars, and Steve got like a huge Chipotle looking burrito. It was like five dollars. Yeah, and we spent fifty. <laughs> God, drinks and everything later on. Bucky's, yeah. if you want to pay us to advertise, you know what? We're doing it for free already. Yeah. So no. <laughs> I didn't even wear my Bucky shirt this time. I got a new Bucky shirt that I'm gonna wear next time. Email us at two bookworms one podcast at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what Bucky shirt did you buy? I can't say yet. It's seasonal. Was it Halloween? Maybe. Oh, I saw those. <laughs> so I had to choose between that or these little leopard Bucky shorts that they had. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the leopard one out because <laughs> I love leopard. And I have a Halloween shirt from last year or the year before. I'm about to take that toy away from him. Um, and it's like glow in the dark. I think the new one's glow in the dark yeah, too. But I really like the one I got last year. And so I was like, oh, I don't need two Halloween shirts. No. Well, I mean, you could. You could. You know what's funny is I don't have a Christmas Bucky shirt. Ooh. I have Thanksgiving, Halloween, St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day. I have a July 4th and a Halloween. I have a July 4th, yes. I, let me get that toy. <laughs> hey. So come and take it. Give me that thing. You're going to make me shake So come it. and take it. It came in his bark box. <laughs> oh, he jammed my finger. He says, you come and get it. Hold you on. don't catch me. Let me pause this thing. Okay, and we're back. Um, it took two of us. Yeah. God, I'm kind of out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> it took two of us to wrestle this guitar away from this damn dog. He's like staring at it. Okay, so this week we read... I read two. Lacey read two. You read The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix. Yeah. And I read The Final Girls, Final Girls by Riley Sager. Okay. Because I had already read Final Girls. Mm-hmm. And we were like, I like mean, they the sounded very episode. similar. Yeah. So we were like, okay, well, we'll kind of compare. But the official book is The Final Girls Support Group by Grady yeah. Hendrix. Okay. Mm-hmm. So overall, with no spoilers, what did you think? Of which one? The support group. I really liked it. Okay, what did you think of the Riley Sager one? I didn't like it as much. Oh, <laughs> oh. I did not like it near as much. Okay. And there's several reasons. Okay, don't tell us yet. Like, and I thought this before I read Grady's book. And then once I read Grady's book, it was just, like, more intense with the feelings that I had for Sager's book. Okay. I'll so explain. Give them a synopsis for Grady Hendrix. Okay. So, it follows Lynette, which is a survivor of a massacre in the 80s. It was, like, eight, late 80s for her. I It doesn't... It does say. The timeline, it says for a few of them. I don't know that it said hers. Because I was trying to piece that together, too. I think it did, because it was, like, 20-something years later. Anyhow, okay, so it follows her point of view. She is in a support group with five other women. Yeah. That have survived. Adrian, Marilyn, Danny, Julia, Heather. Heather. Yes. Yes. You're right. And then the doctor. That was my chair. And then the doctor. And so it follows kind of their relationship. Mm -hmm. And things start happening. Mm -hmm. 
and people start coming after these mm-hmm. final girls. And basically, Lynette just has to figure it out. Yep. So we'll get into it with, you know. They're all kind of like the 70s, 80s. Yeah. Except Julia, I think, is kind of the most recent one with the 90s. Yeah, it was like 90. I think it was like yeah. 90 on, right on. So we'll just go with our questions, which are a mix of Oprah's book club questions and a mix of our own. What was your favorite part of the book? There were several. There were several. <laughs> I really... Okay, so it starts out... First of all, we don't know Lynette's name for like a few no, chapters. Yeah, you don't find she's out She's the name. narrator. Mm-hmm. And she's explaining that she's a final girl. You don't know everyone's story. Until it later on. It's bits and pieces yeah. of each chapter. But she's going to her support group for final girls. So you're like, okay, these girls have survived something. Or these women, excuse me, have mm-hmm. survived something. And you kind of get a little bit of their personality at the beginning. Not a whole lot, but they're all like... They all bicker in the very beginning. They're all bicker. You can tell that they've been coming to group for a very long time. Yeah. It's like 16 years, I think is what Some of them are worse off than others. Marilyn seems to be the most unaffected by what's happened to her because she's married a wealthy man and she's kind of like a socialite yeah party throwing parties mm-hmm. and fundraisers heather's kind of the worst off heather's kind of a drug off. addict yes. and all that she's living yeah. in a halfway house um so there they range from maryland down to heather lynette is extremely she's way, very paranoid she's very she is a like um like those survival people Yes. That are, like, always prepared. So she Extreme has, survival. That's her. She has, like, a go bag. She has, like, a car hidden in a garage. In she, she has money hidden She has everywhere. money hidden. She has the steel cage around her front door. So she has someone, cameras everywhere. Yes. So if someone gets through the door, they still got to get through the cage to get into her. Like, she is, honestly, I really relate to that, even though mm-hmm. I haven't been through something horrific, because, like, Steve will tell you, I lock the doors and check them like so many I'm so fucking paranoid and Steve does not understand this because he has male privilege yeah and they don't have to like worry is their door locked or someone's gonna come and murder them or how you know what I mean like men don't think about things like that like when we're looking for a place to live I'm like okay I need to make sure I can walk the dogs at night by myself yeah men don't think about that because they can walk wherever they want to yeah so I really relate to Lynette and I think um No, that's not my favorite part. My favorite part is... I don't know that I want to give this away yet. I'll go with mine then. It's not really like a part. It was just like inclusion of things. Okay, I think our favorite thing is the same thing. (laughs) Like, I really (laughs) liked that um, Hendrix used... Real slasher movies as the backstories for these characters. Well, not only that. It's that he used horror... (laughs) title sequels mm-hmm. as the chapters. So like it was I've got it written down too. So there was like um the final girl support group, the final girl support group two, the final girl support group three D Oh I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Fourth return of the final girl. Oh that's and so it, funny. Yeah, it was really cool. And I did like that he included, you know, all these backstories for each of these characters. Yes. And then it was horrific but believable at the same time yes. that they've turned those into movie franchises within yes. the book and it was very it was very film driven yeah i liked that okay we'll just go ahead and talk about it each final girl 
I, I don't know if you want to call it an homage, is a famous horror movie. So, like, um, Julia is Scream mm-hmm. because her boyfriends were the ghost faces. Yeah. Her boyfriend and his friend. Danny was Halloween. Yeah. Um, Marilyn, I think, was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It could be. It could be the Hills. Well, I mean, yeah, it could be Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or it could be the Hills Have Eyes because they were both pretty similar. And then Heather's Freddy Cougar, the Dream. Okay, so I that, couldn't quite. It didn't go much. It didn't go in too deep into her. No, and that's one of my story. issues for the, our later on question. Okay, um, who's Lynette? Like what? What horror movie? She was the one who. Her pen pal came and killed her and her whole family. Well, he didn't kill her. He hung her on the antlers of a deer head she had in, in their house. But and I his brother came back the next year. Yes, too. it was Christmas. And I couldn't theme. relate that to. I couldn't think of a slasher movie that that was from. I mean, it's kind of like Black Christmas, but not really because that was a sorority house. Um, I don't know that hers was really specifically. Hmm geared around yeah an actual horror unless there's one that I just haven't seen and then Adrian's was um Friday the 13th yes because it was at a camp and it was the man whose son drowned while the counselors were having Mm -hmm. sex and I'm like oh that's so so when I first read that I was like okay Grady you like totally knocked off (laughs) but then when I started getting the other stories I was like okay he's a horror fan yeah. He's, and in the movie, or in the book, the movie that they make about Julia, who is Scream, is called Stab. And in the Scream movies, the yeah. movie that they make about Nev Campbell is called Stab. And I was like, that's so awful. Scream is my favorite. It goes hand in hand movie. with the titles of the chapters, because yes. those are all titles of actual horror movies that he's changed yes. to the final girl. And it's it's nice. That was like my favorite part. Um, what was your least favorite part of the book? Chrissy. Not even really, because she was kind of crucial to it all. No. I mean, she was really cryptic, mm-hmm. and like, but she was crazy Chrissy, so it totally fit. Crazy Chrissy. We'll talk about her more later. Yeah. So, the book starts out there in group. They're like, hey, Adrian's late. Remember, she's Friday the 13th girl. Um, and she's like, Adrian's not usually late. And Lynette's, like, the only one concerned. And Dr. Carroll's like, well, like, how does that make you feel? And Lynette's, like, anxious. Well, then everyone's phone starts going off. And she's like, answer your fucking phone. Well, Adrian has been murdered. Yeah. At, so the camp that she was the final girl out girl at, she purchased and turned it into, like, a retreat for abuse victims. Yep. And uh, um, the dude's. The original killer's brother? No, it was his nephew. Okay, you're right. He felt like he was entitled to franchise rights, or at least yes. part of it, because Adrian was making so much money off of it, mm-hmm. because she took that whole thing over. Like, she sued and got all of Hollywood yes. fired from it, took it herself, they, and made so much money. They said that she was, like, the most successful right. off her story, because yeah. she made sure mm-hmm. she owned the rights. So this nephew felt like he was entitled to it, and he just fucking broke, and... Killed, yeah. like, everyone at the camp. Yeah, he went and killed everyone at the camp. Then he went to Adrian's house and killed her. Uh-huh. And then there's a final girl from that, which is Stephanie. Right? Quote, unquote, final girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're like, oh, my God, Adrian is dead. So then Lynette goes home, and she's the paranoid one. Like, no one knows where she lives. She gets a knock on her door, 
She had given one person her address, Julia, and she put it in a sealed envelope. For emergency purposes She's like, do not open this unless something happens to me. So Julia shows up, and she's like, what's happened? Well, there's a ghost face standing next. She looked through her camera. She has, like, a doorbell camera. And there's a ghost face holding a knife to her neck, and she's like, oh, my fucking God, they found us. That was fucked up. Because that was a prank. It turned out to be Julia and a reporter that Lynette had been working with. Yeah, but when that scene happened, I was like, why would you even think this is a why good idea? Why would you think exactly <laughs> this is someone suffering from like post-traumatic stress? I mean, and granted, it got out a gun house. and tries to shoot him, and he mm-hmm. pisses himself. He's like, you shot at me. I'm like, you showed up at a final girl's house wearing a fucking Scream outfit. Holding a knife to another girl's throat. Like, come on. Ugh. So they come in. They're talking. Julia's like, hey, this whole thing with Adrian, like, I think something's up. Then... They start getting shot up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the fuck? So Lynette, like, leaves. <laughs> she leaves Julia in her wheel. Julia's in a wheelchair. And she leaves her there. And she just, like, runs for her motherfucking life. Yeah, and like, she, they shoot the reporter dead. Uh-huh. The reporter's dead. She goes to her getaway car. The tires have been slashed. Mm-hmm. So her brain is ticking. She's like, okay, someone, we've been made. Someone has infiltrated our group because they have gotten to Julia because she was the only person that knew where I lived, but they already knew where I lived because they slashed my tires. There was something else that she was like, shit. I think, oh, she went to her storage unit. Yeah, there was the a different lock, lock had on been it. changed because mm-hmm. she had That's a right. go bag and money yeah. stashed away. She's like, shit, shit, shit. So, like, all of her little secret hiding places are out. And, um... Yeah, we know. We were upset. <laughs> <laughs> that prank was fucked up, though. Like, yeah, you it do was. not, like... Like, she should have known. Yes, you they do all, not mess yeah. with people like that. I wouldn't have gone along with it. Well, I really wanted it in the apartment. Okay, well, I've been through that shit. No. Right, there are better ways to get me to yeah. open the door than acting... Was it a fast or slow read, and why? It was fast. It was fast. I mean, you, yeah. you nailed it when you said it was like a movie. It reads just like a script. Yeah, I mean... It does. It does. Brady's writing. The way he writes... Um, banter, so good. It's so smooth. Yes. And the inclusion of all of these, like, back articles and, like, police mm-hmm. reports and everything else was just the cherry on top. Yeah, in between every chapter, there's either, like, a police report, a news article. A movie description. A, a, a transcript. Dirt, yeah. Something. I like that, too. Like, no wonder so many of his books are getting turned into novels because it, or into movies. They because are? Because they are movies. Yeah. You didn't read that in the back of the back flap of the one I had. Um, I think it's my best friend's exorcism, and there's one other one that they're adapting. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, who's adapting it? I don't remember. Well, I'd have to look again. I don't have mine with me. I hope it's not Haley. No, I think one. Maybe Netflix. I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't shouldn't quote say me that. that. Hulu's done some good shit. Hulu's done some good horror lately. Wait, what horror have they done? They have their own little After Dark series, and they're really good. Okay, I'm going to have to watch them. <laughs> yeah. oh, dogs. Um, yeah, it does read like a movie. Okay, but isn't his, um, isn't Grady's backstory is he used to work on TV or something? Or he used to be a TV writer? I'm not sure. That would explain it would, it would make sense. why his dialogue is so good. Yeah, and why his stories have so much information yes, where you need it. and flow so well, because it does. It's just like... He could set up the scene yeah. in, like, three sentences or less. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have you noticed in all... Well, I haven't read Horror Store. 
You should. Um, but all of his books focus on female characters. And they're strong. Yes. What's that about? I, need I don't know, but I like it. Yeah. I don't need any of these weak-ass female Have characters. Have you read My Best Friend's Exorcism? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, that's female, too. It, like, they're all like that. I think, yeah, Horror Story follows a female, too. Hmm. I don't know. Um, we were, side story. We were at the Alamo Draft House the other night, and they always do, they always go above and beyond. So they have, like, this brand Mondo that mm-hmm. makes, like, pins or stickers or comic books, all kinds of stuff. And so they usually, like, for the big releases, they'll have, like, um, when you pre-order your ticket, you can buy, like, a Mondo cup for the mm-hmm. movie. We have a ton of Avengers and Star Wars ones because they're cool. So they have a, a comic book, and they were talking about it, and it was Grady Hendrix. And Steve's like, I was looking at the menu. Like, I wasn't even paying attention. And he's like, hey, that, I think that's the guy that wrote your book. And I looked up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Grady Hendrix. So he's <laughs> doing stuff for Mondo for Alamo Draft House. Yeah. It was funny that Steve, like – recognized it yeah he was like is that your Grady and I was like my Grady Grady? (laughs) (laughs) so that's funny um so yes a fast read which event scene or character has stuck with you the most fucking crazy Chrissy's museum Uh, (laughs) she has like no murder museum yeah but she's got like no money in her normal house like everything's plugged in by she lives in like a fucking shed yeah it's all like squalor she's like but then she's got like iconic items from all of the the girls murder scenes and from all of these famous serial killers too yeah she's got albert bundy's hair ted bundy's hair she's got albert fish's shoes yeah something from h.h holmes she's got oh yeah i think she had some nails or something from h.h holmes Mm -hmm. yeah she had some crazy and she hasn't set up like a museum yeah like there's so Um, many rooms and i'm just like girl (laughs) yeah okay let me I, i love true crime okay but i do not want this shit in my home like the energy that's probably tied to those things I think that was the whole point because she I kept, don't want that. She there. kept like trying to point at something, like it was like out of the universe or like otherworldly, but it didn't really say that it was. Yeah, she was weird. It was she really was weird because she was like, "Well, there's got to be a final girl that kills the killer because then it makes everybody complete." And you're like, "Okay, wait, yeah, is this going like the paranormal?" They're kind of like a bitch about to Lynette because they're like, "You're not a real final girl because yeah, the other ones like killed." Their person that had like and you killed just played everyone else, dead. and she was hung up on the fucking antlers for hours. Get down, so she played dead, and they're like, "Well, you're not a real final girl." Yeah, and I'm you like, didn't fight back. Um, she was hung up on a fucking deer head, What's and not only once, not only did she battle this fucking dude once, she battled his brother the yes. next like year and he at the same time. Her fucking head in yeah. where she had to have a metal mm-hmm. plate put in. Mm-hmm. So the fact I don't. Like, I can't believe there's any kind of, like, competition. Well, you're not a real Like, she might not girl. have physically fought her killers, but she had to survive mentally. Yes. And she had to make sure her body stayed alive. If those bitches said that to me, I would tell them so oh, I wouldn't even be part of this group because of the way it's these so, women so talk to each other. so Like, yeah. I don't see how any of that's helping any of them. Mm-mm. Like, yeah, they've all been through something similar, but... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's about to be a final dog over there because they're fine. To the <laughs> um, event scene or character that has stuck with me. That, um, how about Dr. Carroll's fucking weird Son? ass little kid packs? Okay, so in he's like, an asshole. 
He is, but then it says later on that Lynette suspects that he's, he's being abused, being molested, and uh-huh. like physically abused because she says there's all of these. Like, he made this comic book, mm-hmm. and she said, um, like something with an like a monster with an open mouth means no, the, the himself with an open mouth means like molestation yes. or like sexual abuse. Yes. And then, like, using the same color means there's yes. something mentally. And yes. then, like, he pegs his brother and even writes his name on his brother in here as the abuser. Uh-huh. And it's just... It's horrible. Yeah. But he's a little asshole, so... after But she, he could be a little asshole because of all this. Agreed. They don't really, you They know, don't go into it. They don't go into it and tell you that he has been. Yeah. It just makes you think that he has been. And that's why he's acting out when she comes over. So she's only eight. comes over after she's on the run and her go car's fucked up and her storage thing. She goes, she's like, I don't know where else to go. So she calls her therapist. Her therapist takes her home with her and she's like, hey, my kids are there. I need you to like act right. And she has like a 26 year old son and yeah. like an eight year old son, yeah. which, um, but age difference. that's weird because that kid was like grown when you had the other one, but whatever, that sucks. Um, so they're sitting there eating breakfast and the eight year old's like, hey, nice rack. But he's not talking about her boobs. He's, like, referencing when she was hung up on the antlers. Like. Yeah. So then she's, like, real sassy. She's like, yeah, you want to see my scars? So she, like, pulls up her shirt and shows them. And I'm like, yeah, good for you. This is yeah. a little fucking asshole. And he's, like, laughing. And his mom, like, don't even get on to him. I would never even dream. She, well, she did, but she's like, we just don't say that. Right. My mom would backhand me if yeah. I was rude to someone like that. Yeah. Like, straight up. And then, um, the older son, I had his number from the get-go. I knew there was something off about him. I knew there was something off about him, because she, like, walks in on him, baiting at his computer, like, okay, yeah, dude's probably bait at their computers, whatever. Yeah. But apparently, he was watching some weird shit, and it, it never, never really says, says yeah. but she's like, whoa, that's some, like, weird shit. But she has said that she's seen way worse, yeah. so it just... Leads you to assume that it's really not that bad. And she's like, hey, can you drive me to my apartment? Because I got to get my plant. <laughs> and her hard drive. He's like, okay. So she gives him like 500 bucks or something. But well, yeah. she asked him, because he's into computer work, and she asked yes. him, if I pay you, can you see can you if see anybody's if... gotten on my computer? Yes, because she thinks that's how this person has found all this shit. It's because they've hacked her computer or whatever. And so, yeah, uh, who wouldn't do that for $500? Yeah. I would fucking do it now, and I'm in my 30s. Yeah. And so, when they're leaving, the little kid is like, hey, um, I'm going to tell my mom. And she's like, well, what, what do I need to do to make sure you don't tell your mom? He's like, how about you buy my comic book? And she's like, all right, here's 20. He's like, how about 100? <laughs> <laughs> so, she buys this comic book, and that's the drawings that Lacey's referring to, that she, like, finally reads it, and she's like, oh, my God, these are really bad. Like, mm-hmm. this kid is going through something. Because he, like, talks about his older brother killing cats and shit. Yeah. Mm-mm. But you don't find that out till like, way later. So he takes her to her apartment. Um, they get the hard, the hard drive, which is hidden in the fucking wall. She had a fake CPU she had a fake tower. Work, because the police have taken everything uh-huh. at this point. And he's like, oh, they took it. And she's like, no, they didn't. And she, like, presses this button in the wall. She's like, here's my real tower. And she, he, uh... Like, plugs his laptop up to it, and he's like, yep, this is how they got in. And she's like, well, I only download stuff from, like, the other final girls and Dr. Carol. So then she's like, it's Dr. Carol. I think it's Dr. the doctor. Which never really made sense to me, because I'm like, what does she have to gain from that? Yeah, but, I mean, she starts kind of, like, pointing 
at her, like eventually Lynette gets found out and arrested. And, um, oh, well, that whole thing is they basically try to pin on her 30 something years later that she's a co conspirator in the murder of her entire yeah. family because she had been a pen pal. That's how she knew this mm-hmm. man when she was in like elementary school. They had paired up pen pals with someone in foster mm-hmm. care and they kept in touch. Yeah. And they said that they had found all the letters and she was like, I hate my dad. I want you to kill my family, which they later find out are fake. But I'm like, isn't there like a statute of limitations? Not with murder. Yeah. But it just didn't. And, and the, the character in the book even says, like, they don't do this in real life. This is like something out of a yeah, movie. Yeah, well, and then the doctor shows <laughs> up with like, okay, so Lynette's writing a book. And she writes about everybody in the support Well, that's what Julia comes to her apartment Mm -hmm. to tell her. She said, I've heard through the grapevine that I think someone in our group is writing a book. Like a tell-all about us. Mm -hmm. And I think it's Heather. Because Heather always needs money. She's a drug addict. And I think it's her. Well, then we find out it's Lynette. Yeah. And she had been working with that reporter that came over. Yeah. Um, And apparently Lynette writes like romance novels. Yeah, under a pen name. Under a pen name. And that's how she, like, makes her money. Yeah. And she doesn't want people to know that she's writing those because she's, like, then, you know, like, that's kind of, like, I get enjoyment out of writing it, too. So mm-hmm. we find out she's writing a book, and she's just, like, blunt about it, and Dr. Carroll reads it. And Lynette gets arrested because back in Utah, where she was from, it gets so convoluted. The cop that saved her. She was involved with afterwards. Her dad was the chief of police. So her family was very well known in her mm-hmm. town. She gets involved with the cop that that basically saves her. Like two cops showed up. He killed, the murderer killed one of them. The other cop killed him. She gets involved with him. He's an older married man. That's who comes to arrest her because he's like, we found these letters. The DA's pressing charges. I have to take you back to Utah. That's why there's a warrant out for mm-hmm. her arrest. So while she's, like, being detained, the book has been leaked. Someone has emailed the book to the final girls and Dr. Carol, and Dr. Carol's like, I can't believe you would say these things about me. At that point, Lynette's, like, full-on Dr. Carol is orchestrating this. Yeah, because she feels like Dr. Carol's putting on an act when she comes to visit her. Like, it's too dramatic. And then she also makes a point that the pages that the doctor had printed out Uh are bigger than her book actually should be, and that she just feels like it's... She Everything's pointing to her. Dr. Carroll is this master because Adrian has been murdered. Yeah. Someone tried to shoot her. Someone shot Julia. Danny Danny tried to shoot tried a cop. to shoot a cop because someone came on her property or something and wouldn't leave. And wouldn't leave. So she's been arrested while her wife is dying from her terminal illness and she can't be with her. And then Heather's halfway house burnt down and they can't find Heather. So Lynette's like, someone's trying to fucking attack us. Like, yeah. they're coming after our group. She's like, it's Dr. Carol. Like, I'm convinced. Yeah, she's like, it's the only one that knows enough about us. Yes. So, okay, let me go back to the questions. What did you think of the writing? Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary? I mean, the writing's like it always is. Yeah. Grady Hendrix is Good. great. It flows. I would say I've read three Grady books. and They're this so one's smooth. My favorite. 
Yeah. I well, think this is my favorite out of all of them. Horror Story is pretty good up there. It is? Yeah. I, you got to read it because these are kind of right along each other for me. Okay. Yeah, I do need to read it. They're so good. I like so it much horror. better than The Vampires. Yes. Much better than, yeah. And I liked it much better than My Best Friend's Exorcism because the ending of that book leaves so much to be, like, it's a horrible ending. There's always cliffhangers in his book, though, because there's a cliffhanger in this This one's one not too. a cliffhanger. It's just a horrible ending. There's a cliffhanger, too. No, I'm talking about My Best Friend's Exorcism. Oh, oh okay. You're just like, all oh, this, and then this is, this is the end. And I mean, honestly, the ending of the vampire book. How much does it end? I don't remember. Oh. I know, I know there was a cliffhanger in Horror Store, too. Oh, there is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, writing was good. Did reading the book impact your mood in any way? I um, felt anxious, like too. all the girls did. Yeah. Like, he really makes you feel the anxiety throughout this whole book. I was also reading this home alone last night, and so I was like checking the door, <laughs> looking like, out the window. Yeah, Lynette's checking her shit, and I'm like checking my shit. You know what I mean? Um, would you want to read another book by this author? Of course, I already have, and I can will continue. What surprised you most about the book? I mean, really, that you just felt everybody's destruction within themselves from these events. Uh-huh. Like, you could tell something was off about all of these women, mm-hmm. and that they were just trying to cope with it in whatever way they could, even 20 years later. Yeah. Um, and I felt, I liked the excitement of that Hendrix didn't, he didn't, mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> He didn't, like, stretch out any of the slow moments. Like, it just went pretty much straight into yeah. the action after the first um, support group meeting. You didn't have to wait. You didn't have a lull. Yeah, basically, I mean, that's when... So, it's kind of like a quest, right? Because someone starts killing them off. And, I mean, it just hits the ground running and Lynette's, yeah. like, on the trail. So, I think that's what surprised me most is that... Because there were flashbacks. But you don't even... You don't even really notice Really them. notice it. And it's not out of place. And it's not like, why do I need to know this? It's all valid yeah. information. Yeah. And you don't even really realize it's happening. And no. you're like, oh shit. Um, so after Lynette is arrested, one of the guards tries to kill her. And then that's when her old boyfriend, a.k.a. the cop that's come to arrest her, comes in and saves her. And he's, she's like, what the fuck? And so he's like, I have to take you back to Utah. They're pressing charges. So he's like on a road trip and he pulls over and takes her out. And he's like, all right, I think the car might be bugged, but here's what's really going on. And he's really on her side. Yeah. He's like, um, he's like the smell fishy from the very beginning. He was like, I knew something was up when the DA came to me with this. Cause it's like, doesn't make sense. He's like, they don't come for charges this late. Like this is something out of a movie. Um, I knew one of those cops was trying to kill you, and that's why I kept you in there for three days, because I wanted to see who it was. And um, he's like, all right, punch me in the eye so I can tell people that you, like, beat me, and then here, here's my car. <laughs> Your associates And she's me like, out. I need to get to everyone else, and I need to get to that new final girl who's just a 16-year-old teenager. She's like, because whoever is after us is probably going to be after her, too, mm-hmm. because Dr. Carroll had her file in her office when Lynette was at her house she found it so she's like and she thinks Dr. Carroll's the bad guy so she's like Dr. Carroll's after her and I gotta get there she's using all these women yeah so she goes to get did he get that toy back or is this a different one no it's a cactus 
Oh my god. I started to pick it up. Alright, we just gotta wrestle away another toy. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I gotta go get Stephanie. So she goes and basically kidnaps this kid who like willingly comes with her because she's like, holy shit, I know who you are. Yeah. And um, she's like, okay, I got a plan. So they drive up to Montana from LA to meet Chrissy, who is a final girl that was not in their group. It because doesn't really say why she's not in there. Yeah, that, yeah, it does. Oh, why is she? The not- guy that's living with her was the murderer, and she like fell in love with him or whatever. Like she. Oh, I totally missed that. Yeah. Like they. Call okay, her the and crazy. it never says what happened to Chrissy, right? No, I don't think so. I didn't ever remember it saying anything. Yeah, we her. don't get her story, so no. I don't know. Yeah, Chrissy's fucking crazy because from the moment they show up at their house. Um, because she thinks, oh, because the cop told her, um, they fi- they figure out that, she's like, I think Dr. Carroll's been visiting the murderers. Mm-hmm. And the cop's like, well, I already checked the logs, and guess whose name's on both of them? Mm-hmm. Chrissy. Chrissy. So that's why they go to see Chrissy. And Chrissy's fucking nuts. And they lure her by saying, hey, I'm selling this memorabilia. Meet me here, and then they follow her home. And then that's when she, like, takes her through her museum and shit. It's fucked up. Yeah. Um, that whole scene was just, like... And then, yeah, like, her boyfriend who, like, wants to kill Stephanie, and he's like, me hurt her. Yeah. He... It, it was just very bizarre. And I... So, come to find out, Chrissy's been emailing with this man who's... The man's goal is to make Lynette the final, final girl. They're going to pick off all the other final girls, and Lynette's going to be the last one standing. And he's communicating, because Lynette's second killer, the brother of her first killer, is still alive. He's in jail. Yeah. He's communicating with somebody on the outside, yeah. and he's they're writing letters back and forth, in and code. there's this code at the bottom. Well, Chrissy figures it out, of course. It's like a Chrissy. really basic code. Yeah. Like, it's like a book that every prison has, and then it's like a page number, and then the first letter. Yeah, and, and this... And this person is selling, well, no, it's Chrissy that's selling these murderers' artwork, and then she's taking that money and putting it into their commissary for them. Yes, yes. Um, because she said, she she's fucking weird. She's, she's very, like, like, sympathetic towards the murderers. Yes. She's like, these men don't deserve this. And you're yes. like, why? Um, <laughs> she's like, it's just a part of the metaphysical, well, like, it doesn't make sense. You're That's why I thought it was kind of going paranormal at first. Yeah. Because she makes it seem that way. Uh-huh. It's just weird. Yeah, it is. And I don't know. I felt like that was probably at that point in the book. It does, for me, it rebounded after that. I'm like, thank God, because I was worried during that scene. Because it was just pointless to me. It doesn't bring anything to the story. There was no need to include them. Because at that point, she still thinks it's Dr. Carol, and Dr. Carol is the one that's been emailing Chrissy and basically making her her gopher. So it doesn't bring anything to the story, I feel like. I mean, it kind of tips Lynette into the direction that she understands that she needs to fight. She's like, well, nobody else is going to die, but she still needs to fight. And I don't. It's yeah. part of her whole journey. Yeah. <laughs> so they bust out of there. They almost get killed by this crazy dude. Stephanie almost gets killed because they wanted to keep her. Yeah. Chrissy kept saying that she was a monster and not a final girl, and Lynette didn't understand why, which you find out why later on. 
And, okay, and then so they're like, oh my God, we got to get to the other girls. So they go and they go pick up Danny and then they go to the camp because everyone's at the camp having a memorial for Adrian and surprise, Stephanie's the bad guy. One of them. One of them uh, because she shoots Lynette in the head, but Lynette has a metal plate in her head, so yeah. she's in pain, but she's all right. And um, you're like, oh wow, Stephanie, which was very screamed for. Yeah. Because it turns out to be Sydney's little cousin, Emma Roberts. Yeah. Um, but then also, guess what? It's not Dr. Carol. It's her son, Sky. And they're working together. And you're just like, whoa! Um, okay. Sky? Yes. Makes sense. Stephanie? Doesn't really make sense for me. Stockholm. He used her. Okay. He, it, and he even said that, that, um, because he, he's like 26 and she's 16. Yeah, he groomed her. He groomed her. And Lynette even tells her that he's groomed you. She tells her because that. Because they he found her file in his in mother's. His mother's mm-hmm. He also ran his mother's website and email and shit. Because his yeah. mother basically has made a ton of money off of being this final girl support head, like therapist. Yeah. She's written books. She has this retreat. She's helping abuse victims. Um, so she's a very big deal in like the therapy world because she has worked with the final girls. So he's running like her site and things like that. Um, so that's, and he did seek her out and did contact her Mm -hmm. and there's emails and things between them. And so obviously his motive is he feels like his mother gave these women everything and wasn't around for him. Mm -hmm. And he's angry about that. And then Stephanie just, she just feels like she loves him. Yeah, I guess wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. So they go to the camp and they're like trying to pick them off, but Lynette saves the day. It's like a whole showdown at the end. It's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. It makes for a great reading. And then it ends. Um, it makes for a great final girl scene too, yeah. Yeah, because none of them, none of the rest of them die. No. They no. all live. They all make it through. They all get fucked up. They're all fucked up, yeah. But, yeah, they live. They live. And then it ends with, this is stupid. It ends with them going to see Stephanie and having a support group. Because she's in prison. Mm -hmm. She didn't murder anyone. She shot Lynette, but she lived. And she tried to run over Danny, but she lived. But she gets like 75 years for... She shot a cook in the eye. Oh, yes, yes. And so she gets 75 years. It's like three consecutive... 25 25 years. years. So, and I'm like, fuck Stephanie. But Lynette explains she's a victim. She was groomed by him. And that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the ending that great. Yeah. Um, she wasn't a final girl. She, exactly. She was not a final girl. No. They gave Lynette so much shit saying she was a victim, not a yeah. final girl. Well, Stephanie, Stephanie's definitely not a final right. girl. She because you find girl. out that um, when that thing happened at the cabin and Stephanie was there and she pushes the guy out the window, that was all staged. Yeah. But she was a victim of, like, some tennis coach killings before that. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't really explain It doesn't that. really explain it. Just that he poisoned everybody and then yeah. she got away before yeah. she, she took the last dose or something like that. So, so for the question of lingering questions or plot holes, that's one of them. Yeah. What's the tennis story? Because we don't really get that. Um, also... Heather's killer. So yes. everybody has a room. 
It oh, doesn't yes. explain Heather's. Yes, I need that. I need those answers. I do too. It just says that Lynette can't it really focus. So disturbed yeah. by whatever. So in the memorabilia thing, she is so disturbed by whatever Chrissy has set up for Heather's scene because she set up a scene for each mm-hmm. final girl, and she just gets like so fucked up from it. And I'm like, what the fuck is in there? Yeah, because but it doesn't tell you. So I have never seen a Freddy Krueger movie. Um, but isn't he like paranormal? Like he comes in your dreams yeah. and kills you. Yeah. But they mention um, a child molester janitor at the school. Is that part of Nightmare on Elm Street? He was a molester. I don't remember. Oh, who he was? was. Yeah. I don't remember. That's why. That's how he died. They burned him alive. The town found out and burned him alive that he was a, a child oh, molester. Oh, okay. But it doesn't explain that room, and it also refers to him as the Dream King. Yes. But that somebody else turned themselves yes. in so that the king is still free. And Chrissy references him. He says this was all part of the king's plan. She's met the king. The king came and did some work in her museum for he her. He built that room. He built that room. That's why it looks so good. And the guy that turned himself in works for the king. And it's yeah. all a part of that. So I'm like, I need these answers. And that's the cliffhanger that I feel is because there's always little tidbits from Hendrix. And that's one of them is that you don't know where the king is. You don't know mm-hmm. what's in that room. Yeah, what's in that sucks. room? I want to know. I want to know what's in that room. <laughs> and Lynette's room was empty because she said, yours is still coming. We're still working on yours. Yeah. You're not a final girl yet, but you will be. She's like, you're going to be Ooh. the final of final girls. Yes. Bro. So, yeah, I have those questions. Um, God, I feel like I had another one and I forgot to write it down. A plot hole question. Okay. Um, How did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? Although the ending wasn't satisfying, I think it is the best ending that Grady has written that I have read. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it still leaves you wanting more. It still leaves you like, what the fuck? But it could have been so much worse. It could (laughs) have been worse. Uh, how does the book's title work in relation to the book's content? It works. Yep. Overrated or underrated? Let me see what it's rated. Probably on par. Rusty, we're almost done, bud. And then she's all yours. Um, it is rated 3.75 under. Under. It's yeah, a really it's good under. book. It's my favorite Grady Hendrix book. Um, does it remind you of any other books? Books? No. Movies? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, Final Girls is a thing but this genre it's a it's a thing yeah there's a formula to it yeah just like jamie kennedy says in scream mm-hmm. this is the formula yeah. and i like that and this formula is definitely better than sagers <laughs> okay let's talk about that because well hold on let's finish our questions and we'll talk yeah. about it mm-hmm. um how did it impact you do you think you'll remember it yes yeah i'll remember uh, it I already and my door. i'll reread it and linger. Okay, that's it. All right, so let's talk about Riley's. It is a very different genre. It is a very different book, and it is a very different it's story. More of a thriller. It is a thriller, yes. but it was very slow, as most of Riley's books yeah. are. But and I didn't feel like Quincy had really lived through a tragedy because she didn't have any like. You don't think she went through a tragedy? I mean, she did, obviously, but she didn't act like the women in this book. Like, it was very... The women's traits in this book were very on point because some of the shit would really develop in these well, women. Everyone but everyone handles the, things differently. That's true, and all of these women did handle it differently, but it wasn't like But Quincy has also repressed her. That's what, I you mean, know... She doesn't even know what she... Kn- 
Yeah. What she actually knows. She doesn't even know she knows. But you would think there would be, like, other lingering problems because she's forgotten that night. Unless she's just locked it all down. Um, I never wanted to call this a comparison episode because I don't want to compare them. I don't, I just don't like that. They were very different. Hitting them against each other. But they are just very different books. Mm -hmm. Very different genres. You can't compare them because they're two very different writers. (laughs) <laughs> are they this? Are the are they the same content? Not really. I mean, I did. It was Sager's book was a lot slower. Obviously, yeah. Um, there weren't Sager's as many books, horror references. I didn't think the backstories were detailed enough, yeah. really, and they should have been. Yeah. So that you could really understand these women in this book. In the support group? Yeah. No, no, no. In the Sakers. Although, they do have kind of similar endings. Yeah. In that they both end in a support group. But Final Girls is not about a support group. It's about Quincy on her journey, living her life, and then she starts remembering and figuring out what has happened to her and... I it was the first Riley Sager book I read. I believe it's his debut novel. Yes. And I kept seeing it everywhere and I read it and I was like, whoa, this was I think it's his best book that I have read. Uh, I liked Home Before Dark a lot. Survive more. the Night was pretty good. Yeah, that was it's pretty a good close too. second yeah. for me. Um But it's a very different type of story. Grady is very funny. Yeah, I'm sure he's a hilarious person, and you can see that in his writing. That's the tone of his books. Like, yeah, they're about fucked up shit. Sager's very detailed, but he's detailed, or she, in the wrong. Is it he? Is it? Yeah, in the wrong way. Yeah, more scene details. And it was also his first book. Yeah, so you could tell. (laughs) I thought it was a great book, Um, but at the end. It's been a few years. But isn't Quincy running the group? Because there's a new final girl, and she's like, you're a final girl now. Like, this is what it means. I feel like at the end, she has a lot more trauma. No. Yeah, she has a lot more trauma at the end, because it turns out that the officer that saved that her... That saved her was the actual was fucking, the fucking murderer. <laughs> but, like... And she was, like, still friends with him to this day. Like, he was her best friend. Yeah. And her confidant. And And he was in love with her. The man... Okay, so in Final Girls, her and her friends are, like, going camping or some shit. Yeah. This dude that escaped a mental institution. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's the one. And that's who everyone had said had done it. Yeah. She's the only survivor. Did he survive the mental institution? Okay. Because the cop shot him. Okay. So he comes to... They, like, run into him while they're camping. They're like, hey, come hang out with us. Well, then they, like, figure out... He's been, like, escaped a mental institution, and they're like, oh, shit. She has sex with this guy. They don't figure that out until after Way all this later. happens. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he's, like, killed all of her friends, but not her, and she's, like, running through the woods, and then that's when the cop saves her and shoots the murderer. Yeah. Nope. It was the cop all along. That was a great twist. That was a great twist. I, remember, I didn't see that coming. I remember reading that, like, what? I do. Oh my God. I do give Sager props for that because I did not. I suspected everybody but yes, the cop. Yes, and it does lead you down 
if I'm remembering correctly, it does lead you down a few different paths, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You think it's her. Yes. Then you think it's the mental institution guy. Then yes. you're like, okay, well, maybe it's one of the friends, but yeah, never I do the remember feeling like it was her for a while. Yeah, I did too. Especially since she, like, can't remember. And then and when she blacks out she sometimes. Sex with the mental yeah, institution guy, you're like, whoa, girl. I mean, not only that, but she was a virgin. Like, that's the yeah. first dude you're going to have sex with, the same yeah. dude you just met. Well, and when she tried to lose her virginity, she stopped the guy, and then the guy went and had sex with one of her friends. Yeah, instead. what a douche. Yeah, but yeah, that was a that was a very good twist, good one. Um, I don't know. It's it. I feel like it's wrong for me to say I like one better than the other just because they're so different. Both great books. I just felt this one's more. Fun. I felt the trauma that all of the women went through in the final girls support group. And I didn't get that from Sager's book and I needed that. Okay. I can agree with that. Yeah. You can definitely feel it in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, maybe Quincy's just not a very likable character. Maybe. I mean, or maybe a it's lot just, of these women are not either. I mean, we know it's Sager's <laughs> first book, but Sager's also a, a fucking pen name for a well-known published author no it's not that's his real name is it yeah it says in the back that it's he's a he's published under a different name oh well maybe a different name but he has his pictures and stuff on his instagram huh, i don't know so um i forgot what i was gonna say i'm sitting here and looking at her like what was i saying um i don't know of anything else that he's if he's saying he's well known, I mean, I'm not like arguing that. I just don't know what else he's done. I don't either. Here, okay, we gotta Google it. Because I think you're right. I think it does say that. It said it at the back of the phone. But he has so. his pictures and stuff on his Instagram. And I. He doesn't look familiar to me. But we don't know what these authors look like either. I couldn't tell you what right. half of them look like except for Stephen King. <laughs> That's because he has a very distinct face. Well, and he's always in his movies, so, you know. Okay. I'm Googling, is Riley Sager a pen name? It was previously published under another author yeah. name. Yeah, and this yeah. is com. Riley Sager is the pseudonym of a former journalist, editor, and graphic designer. Now a full-time writer, Riley is the author of Final Girls, an okay. international bestseller. So that makes more he's sense. like a journalist. That makes more sense of why there's more scene details than any other details. And there's a journalist in the story yeah. who like, is work, kind of working with her. And he's like, hey, I kind of figured out some shit. Yeah. Here's you what I got. Know. Yeah. That makes sense. Why wouldn't you just use your real name, though? Why do you need a pen name? Oh, no. Whatever. Um, Russell. So is, um, what's her face in Survive the Night? Is she a final girl? No. Hey. I wouldn't say so. Because she dated the dude. That was so good. I still can't get over that. That was so crazy. It was a good book. Well, not only that, is that... No, she's not a final girl. <laughs> so, like, what's your favorite horror slasher movie? Ooh, that's hard. That's hard. Gun to your head. Oh, I hate to say that. <laughs> I should not have said that. I'm so sorry if anyone is traumatized by that. Okay, you have to pick. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say it's either Chucky or Freddy. Okay. Yeah, because Chucky's... Okay. Chucky fucked me up as a kid. Like, <laughs> it had me looking at my toys. Like, like I didn't watch it, but like I saw my parents watching it. 
Yeah. And my dad, okay, so my mom was super strict. Like, you can only watch peachy things. My dad. He didn't give a fuck. He turns on whatever he wants to watch, and if there's a kid in the room, oh, well, that kid's we were about like, to dad, be traumatized. We were like, Dad, can we watch a horror movie? He's like, oh, I'm giving yeah, a kid. He he's like, like, just don't wake me up tonight. Let my, yes, he's like, you're not sleeping in my room, and I'm not coming in there to take care of you. Um, yeah, he definitely lets children watch things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Chuck fucked me up. Also, I remember your dad watching Pet Cemetery, And I think we were, like, doing something in the kitchen, but it was on. And I remember that movie fucked me up. The we scene always where the sat kid down and watched movies that like, he was watching. We're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, Chucky fucked me up. My favorite, all-time favorite slasher movie is Scream. I just love it. That's I love Scream. It's so good. It's a good one. Um, it's not like scary, but it's like, I don't know why I like it so much. Nostalgia? More of a thriller. Yeah, more of a thriller. Um, they're all great. I think, I don't know which one's my favorite. I love all four of them. They're all some good ones. Yeah. The second one's probably the worst. Yeah, well. When she goes to college. Yeah. It's not bad, but the first one's good. The fourth one's pretty good, too. You know, I used to love I Know What You Did Last Summer, and then, like, I rewatched them as an adult. I'm like, really? They don't hold up? No. Okay, I have not seen any of those. I mean, it was a big thing when we were kids. I think it was just the cast that made that Freddie movie. Freddie Prince and Sarah Michelle. And Ryan Felipe. And I can't, Ryan Felipe? Yes, and I think Jennifer Love Hewitt Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's in yeah. it, too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I should watch that. Yeah. I think it's amazing that those two are still married. I know. Like, that's Nobody so stays cute. married in Hollywood, but they When they met on a horror movie. I know. Yeah, this book, if you like horror movies, you like slasher movies, this is the book for you. It definitely um, is. I'm pretty sure Joanne loved it. I hope so. It's <laughs> it was a good, a good one. one. I liked it. Grady, I can't wait to see what he does next. Me either. Um, so, I'm. it's my pick next. And guess what? what? I forgot to pick a book. <laughs> Ooh, so, we're going to pick it right now. Okay, I have it narrowed down. Hey, Russ, we're almost done, big boy. He's just like, oh my god, he's just laying here crying. So, this episode's going to air, the next one that I'm picking for is going to be October, so officially spooky season. Mm-hmm. Or it might be the end of September, but I was no, like. No, it'll be, it'll be October, okay. because next weekend's into September. I was like, it's close enough. So, here's what I have it narrowed down to. Um, there is either... Shit, I'm never going to remember it. Hold on, I'm looking at my Goodreads. The Once and Future Witches. Ooh. By A-L-I-X, Alex? Alex, yeah. Hara, Hara. So here's the synopsis on Goodreads. In the late 1800s, three sisters used witchcraft to change the course of history. Uh, In Alex E. Hara's Harrow's powerful novel of magic and the suffragette suffragette is that how you say it? it's like the suffrage but it has an et at the end suffragette movement I, I, I am there's still words guys. I don't know <laughs> yeah. in 1893 there's no such thing as witches there used to be in the wild dark days before the burnings began but now witching is nothing but tidy charms and nursery rhymes if the modern woman wants any measure of power, she must find it at the ballot box. Ooh. But when the Eastwood sisters, James Juniper, Agnes Amaranth, and Beatrice Belladonna, whew, tongue twister, Mouthful. 
Joined the suffragists of New Salem, they begin to pursue the forgotten words and ways that might turn the women's movement into the witches' movement. Mm. Stalked by shadows and sickness, hunted by forces who will not suffer a witch to vote, and then perhaps not even to live, the sisters will need to delve into the oldest magics, draw new alliances, and heal the bond between them if they want to survive. There's no such thing as witches, but there will be. An homage to the power and persistence of women, the once and future witches reimagined stories of revolution, sapphic love, motherhood, and women's suffrage. The Ooh. Lost Ways Are Calling. Okay. okay. One of my friends has read it, and one of them has marked it to be read. The friend that's read it has marked it as four stars. And she and I usually have pretty close. Okay, so that's one. The other one is... The author of the House on the Cerulean Sea, which is like one of my favorite books this year. So it's called Under the Whispering Door. Doesn't come out till Tuesday. Um, so here's what this one's about. When a reaper comes to collect Wallace Price from his own funeral, Wallace suspects he might, <laughs> he might really be dead. Instead of leading him directly to the afterlife, the reaper takes him to a small village. On the outskirts, off the path through the woods, tucked between mountains, is a particular tea shop run by a na man named Hugo. Hugo is the tea shop's owner to locals and the ferryman to souls who need to cross over. But Wallace isn't ready to abandon the life he barely lived. With Hugo's help, he finally starts to learn about all the things he missed in life. When the manager, a curious and powerful being, arrives at the tea shop and gives Wallace one week to cross over, Wallace sets about living a lifetime in seven days. Under the Whispering Door is a contemporary fantasy about a ghost who refuses to cross over and the ferryman he falls in love with. Could be interesting. Okay, so the other book he wrote was so... I gave it five stars. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite books of the year. It was so good. It's very funny. It's very lighthearted. I feel like this would be too. I, yeah, I think this one would be... Okay, let's do that one. It's, it's, it's going to be one of those, you know, coming of into yourself things that I'm not really big on. No, but yeah, you're going to like But it. that's what I'm saying. But I feel like the setting, yeah. you know, I'll like. And I'll he's think. a very funny writer. I was laughing throughout the whole Cerulean Sea book. It's very heartwarming. You're like, oh, I want to go live there. Um, okay, we'll do Under the Whispering Door by TJ Klune. So we will read that and discuss it in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, anything, let me look at Rusty, almost, almost, anything else? We Rusty's giving his input. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Bye. Bye. Little, say bye. Bye. <laughs>